Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence? What the hell is Ben talking about? I'm gonna get shot in the face. Josh is going to be pissed. You got what you want. What do I do? You can hardly stand it though. But now you know it's not going to stop. Don't, don't shoot me. Jesus, point it at the ground. It's not. A worldwide pandemic made me have nothing else to do. <laughs> Aaron, those, uh, that intro was very emotional. Hello, welcome back to the Brotherhood of Batman. I am Ben, your sunshine in the Gotham, and the baby brother. I'm Jake, I'm the middle brother. I'm the one that came up with the crazy list of comics that we read through each week. And I'm Aaron, I'm the oldest out of us. I produce this mess. Thanks for tuning back into the Brotherhood of Batman podcast. We are still talking about nightfall this week and we are a podcast of three brothers who read batman comics uh watch batman movies and kind of uh just have some fun uh we read this week uh batman 497 and detective comic 664 but before we get into the books did anybody uh make a beverage to go along with our super happy story this week (laughs) (laughs) i did i did what did, what did you make, Jake? So uh, I was looking long and hard trying to find, uh, I was hoping that there was like a cocktail themed around being in traction or there was something about a <laughs> snap and a crackle. I was I was really trying to find something and the closest I could find uh, was a drink that I then bounced off and made something of my own. Uh, so my drink is called the uh, Bat Breaker. It is. Oh, uh, nice. <laughs> it is uh, Bacardi. Gee, why is it named that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's Bacardi Black, um, cherry brandy, and lime juice. Uh, it is a version of a drink, an actual real drink, called an ankle breaker. And so I uh, just kind of mixed it up there. It is right. uh, tart and delicious. And I highly recommend you go out and make one. All right. Very good. I actually ben. have most of those ingredients. Oh, y'all know I didn't make nothing, but <laughs> but I read the books. I read well, the books. We couldn't, we couldn't count on them for two weeks in a row, Jake. No, no, been, no, no. That would have been out of character. Especially not like <laughs> the climax of an important story or anything. You know. <laughs> right, right. Well, I, Sorry, I did not. I have other important things happening in my life. Playing around in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> well... Uh, what I made is not those because I was relying on a little help from my friends to pass that along, but Batman didn't do that. So I didn't rely on my friends either because he was going solo in this. So I, uh, just threw together, um, some lemon vodka, some lemon juice, some, uh, simple syrup, and then some strawberry puree. And I think I made that before, but, uh, I'm just calling this, uh, Batman's bloody remain. Uh, <laughs> We'll go from there. Yeah. Well, but, Perfect. 
Yeah. Uh, what's been going on in your geeky little worlds before we talk about why Batman is broken and bloody? Stop talking about comic books or what do you think you're doing, you? nerd? Stop spending Get those words! Geek. Geek. I'm the Batman of geeks, bitch. Mm-hmm. He's so sad, isn't he? Uh, uh, it's October, so Joshua and I are going to be taking turns picking horror movies to watch all month. Uh, so that's, that's fun. super fun. We. What are your first yeah, choices? He can't. He can't handle horror movies, so. <laughs> It's going to be like Hocus Pocus and like, <laughs> but we, uh, we watched Jeepers Creepers last night, which is an Aaron uh, and I movie. Yes. So yes. it is and, Aaron. When we first watched it, we like were laughing the whole time and making fun of how stupid it was. And that's why it became an icon. I like genuinely love that movie now. And I don't know if it's just from the sentimentalness or it's like grown up. I need to, time. I need to rewatch it then. I don't remember the last time I watched it. Uh, well, if you want to borrow it, I obviously own it and can drop it off. Next I might have to, I might have to, well, <laughs> yeah, you, you know, great. <laughs> you, you sent me a picture of like classic children's games made into horror movies. <laughs> yes. And I like, and I, we looked at this Jake and it was like hungry, hungry hippos. And oh it was, yeah. Like, yeah. I've seen that. Hippo picture coming up and then like Candyland, and then shoots and ladders and then uh mousetrap. And they all look like so fantastic. Like the, the, the movie poster form that I'm like, man, somebody needs to get on this. And make like a hippo horror movie. That'd be awesome. Well, hippos are dangerous. So, like, they are. I would legitimately be excited. To, they are. No, they are. Hippos are like one of the most dangerous mammals. Ben's, yeah, Ben's justifying. They are. Ben is justifying the hungry, hungry hippo horror movie right now. I just <laughs> let's take a moment to realize how passionate he's about. He's like, no, hippos are a real threat, guys. They will get you. <laughs> Up out of your boat. Well, hippos, hippos are one of my favorite animals too. So I would love. I would be so into watching that movie. Totally. So, you better totally. watch your Except marbles when you are in the hippo swamp. Do not go out there. <laughs> They're gonna eat your nuts, Jake. Not your marbles. You're dangerous. They're dangerous. Oh man. Well, on that note, um, I don't know what else has been going on. Uh, oh, we watched uh, Batman Returns outside uh, last weekend or a yeah. weekend or so ago. That was a lot of fun. I hadn't watched that movie in a long time and watching it with a uh, sort of fire pit going on and uh, kids did not really appreciate it, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I never realized how risque that movie is until you're watching it with like a six and ten year old. I'm like, oh, there's a lot of innuendo in this movie. (laughs) Oh, that movie is not child friendly. I do not know why I was able to watch that. (laughs) The toys from it are really great too, Ben. Do you know? (laughs) You collect those. (laughs) But then you just I do. I had I had the Catwoman toy from that. Yeah, that was that was the first uh, acknowledgement Jake made of me being homosexual when he bought me the Catwoman toy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> you definitely. Uh, I was quoting uh, Danny DeVito's Penguin for the next like two days after that. 
I am not a man. I am not a man. <laughs> Cold blooded. Anyway. <laughs> Um, Jacob, do you have anything? I'm trying to think what I've been doing that's super geeky. Uh, Aaron and I are um, pretty deep into um, our D&D game, our D&D campaign that we've been oh, playing yeah. with some yeah, friends. Oh, yeah, how's that going? It's been it, a lot it of fun. It is a lot of fun. Yeah, we're playing almost weekly now if, if everybody can make it. Uh, and is it I, less overwhelming now, Aaron? What? Is it less overwhelming now? It's less I overwhelming. Started, I think we're like, what the hell? <laughs> well, there's a lot to it at first. And, like, you know, when everybody understands, like, how to roll dice and how to do things, and you're, like, flipping through a book, like, I don't even know what the fuck character I am. <laughs> it's kind of like, a lot to figure out. But now, you know, knowing, like, you know, once you get into it, you can just kind of relax and have a good time. And, you know, there was a move where we're going in the room, and I was able to... I know I'm stealing your weekend geek, Jake, but I was able to like use like one of my weird little quirks of my character and create a voice in the distance. The dungeon master, I think, was surprised by that, so that was kind of cool. Uh, I don't think he realized that that was coming and kind of threw him off a little bit. I think it's all those little Jake. moments that make that make the game and the campaign and everything worthwhile. Like retelling, uh, you know, oh, like when you you came in and you you threw the wizard off so that we could attack him or. You know, so and so ran his head into the wall. Like it, replaying all those moments make um, role-playing games and D and D specifically a lot of fun. But uh, I've been because we've been getting so deep into it, and you know, playing with one of my good friends. He and I text about it pretty regularly. There's a now we are not paid sponsors, but if they want to uh, get some sponsorship on the Brotherhood of Batman, you can reach out to us on one of our social medias. Uh, there is a website. <laughs> Called, uh, I was like, where is he going with this, Aaron? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, called Hero Forge, um, HeroForge.com. It's uh, a company that does 3D printing of miniatures, but the customization on this website is insane. Ben, I know all three of us have uh, had a video game, and I'm sure a lot of listeners have, where you guys can create your own character, and you fall down that mm-hmm. rabbit hole at some point, and you tweak, you know... <laughs> The eyebrow mm-hmm. on the left side is just a little bit higher than the right eyebrow, and you know their hair swoops back in a certain way all the time. And like you can manipulate <laughs> every aspect of this miniature, and then oh, order, order it and have it three D printed. And so I have my my little uh, dwarf miniature is now in process of being printed to be shipped to us. So we have it oh, that's for our cool. game. But you can. You will put uh, if you go on this website and get into it. You will spend hours and hours. <laughs> I guarantee it, and it's fantastic. <laughs> they do a really good job. The miniature turns out great. So I, did I've, you did you order a, a non painted one, or did you get the one that's colorized? So I did the non painted, like premium plastic. So it's it's less cleanup and everything. Um, I probably will paint it myself. Um, but you know. We've talked about that on the past, so let's just move forward. So this book, uh, yeah, what did we so, read, Aaron? <laughs> so we read Batman 497 and Detective Comics 664, and when we last uh, talked, uh, ba- uh, Bruce showed up back to uh, Wayne Manor, finds Alfred laying there, and somebody, uh, naming Bane, is there in Wayne Manor waiting for him. So the, the first issue has... Uh, uh, Bane kind of monologuing as many villains do uh, for a while, and Batman or Bruce 
kind of in a half Batman, half Bruce outfit, uh, having a conversation with Bane, trying to find out and understand his motives. And uh, so I thought, uh, so there's some discussion going on there. And then we move into a kind of quasi battle in quotes between the two of them. And then uh, we got to the next episode or the next chapter or the next episode. What do we even call it? Next issue is, is, is the word I'm looking for. <laughs> and, uh, word. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just going to say that it kind of follows up from uh, where Bane uh, leaves Batman uh, kind of lying, uh, not in his uh, best state and his friends kind of uh, having to help him out a little bit. So we'll go from there. <laughs> All right. I'm going to start. I want to start. So what I really liked about the issue of Bane and Batman fighting. Uh, was I know I it's always bad when he whole... starts with what I really liked. This one thing that I liked. <laughs> No, no, because, because, okay, so there are obvious connections between this whole saga and the death of Superman. So uh-huh. there, I feel like there's going to be comparisons. What I enjoyed about this one was that through this issue of them fighting, the whole issue, we got flashbacks. We got a one panel right. of Batman with every villain that he's fought along the way, which I really felt drove home the point and really reminded me, I was like, oh, this was happening, like, been leading up for a while and it was good to see all those people again mm-hmm. um and then of course the joker gets like a whole page so that to me was the best part of this issue i really liked those little reminders and i just felt like it helped the narrative flow of these 22 pages there's there's some uh some narrative going on during that that i definitely want to touch on a little bit later and i think really drives home the whole idea of the story uh, I think they really capture in the in the moment of Batman just being beaten without being able to put up much of a fight against Bane. Mm-hmm. Well, and Bane realizing, you know, they get into their conversation and Bruce is like, oh, do you know me? And Bane's like, the Bruce Wayne thing is nothing more than a mask. And I mm-hmm. thought that was a really good, good line. Um, and I think that really hits home. And Alfred even mentions that later on that if we can't save or save the Batman, uh, we save Bruce's life. That doesn't matter because the only life he cares about is Batman, which everybody around him knows that. And even this guy who's only been watching from the shadows knows that Bruce Wayne is just the alter ego. Uh, and Batman is his real persona. Yeah. And we, sure. we saw that earlier in the Nightfall series where he's able to identify him at the gala immediately without even knowing who Bruce Wayne is. He's just like, that's that's Batman right there, I can tell. And, you know, his, his obsession with Batman uh, mirrors Batman's own obsession with trying to right wrongs. Like, he can only think about this one thing, and it's until he's... Uh, overcome it, he he will not do anything else except focus on this one thing solely. Um, so let's let's talk about the big thing. So Batman comes back into the Wayne Manor, and he is in his head. He knows he's going to die. Uh, he he doesn't believe he's going to die. He's not worried that he's <laughs> going to die. He knows that he's going to die, and Bane is there to do it, and. And he's, it opens with him panicked and scared and frightened and trembling. Mm -hmm. And then he pulls on the mantle 
and pulls on his hood and he just says one more time and then he goes after Bane and he has nothing left. I mean, he cannot fight any longer. Everything that he's in. No, he can't fight. Yeah, he cannot. <laughs> and Bane just swats him around, you know, through bookcases and, and tables and down through the grandfather clock back into the cave and all over the place. Uh, Batman does not stand a chance. Um, he like comically throws him around, and I feel like the art in this book, like yeah. the actual drawings of like, like most of it's really good. Like there's some really good images that stand out. Obviously, one Jake's gonna like drool over um, that we'll talk about. Like there's good moments, but a lot of the art, like Batman, just looks like a rag doll, and Bane's just like punching him. But like, I get that that's the point, but it didn't look like it wasn't impressive to me. It wasn't like a cool fight scene as much as just like a limp Batman with like a pow next to his head. Yeah. Right. Do, do you feel that or no, am I 100%. Um, and I think Jim Aparo is is an amazing artist and he we have read a lot of really great Batman stuff with him in it um, I feel like the other artist that's doing um, the detective work uh, Graham Nolan mm-hmm. I think I would have rather seen this story and that's who did uh, last week's issue um, no I'm sorry I'm getting all mixed up that's who's been doing all of the detective work uh, art. Right, every other issue, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I would have rather seen this story done by him uh, because I think you are missing a little bit of that showmanship in the line mm-hmm. work. Like, this is very, okay, Batman's throwing, being thrown into the Batmobile. Now Bane's punching him in the head. Like, it's it's all very, like, three-quarter <laughs> shot or long shot. Like, punching him in the head. <laughs> I mean, you're right. I'm la- I'm laughing because it's absurd. <laughs> I mean, but if... which Batmobile is he being thrown into? That's the question. Which yeah, let's talk about Batmobile, Batmobile a little bit. Let's <laughs> let's just break him down. No, 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 no. Okay. I have uh, something else that I liked about this book. <laughs> <laughs> I I like that the bulk of it is Batman and Bane. The only mm-hmm. other characters we really get, other than the flashback scenes I mentioned, is when Alfred comes to, he goes to get Tim. And so we've got Batman's, like, two closest people in his life at this moment. Okay, like there's, so, you know, so how yes. close to, to Bruce Wayne, to Wayne Manor is Tim? Because Alfred is knocked out of the head. He's unconscious. He's not <laughs> driving door. his car. Yeah. Like, no, it's next door neighbors. Yeah, they're, they're, they're neighbor, like, across the manor lawn. Oh, okay. I was wondering how big a tunnel Harold had. Where's Harold for all this? <laughs> Harold's like... Hiding? What are you be hiding? Yeah. He's like, I can't talk, and I'm just going to keep that quiet back here in the corner. <laughs> can't you make no, that? No, Harold, Harold went to the, the taco shack down the street. He was hungry. <laughs> Did they let him out? Is that allowed? Is it allowed to have a slave and let him out? He's ringing bells down at the church as his part-time job. <laughs> oh, no. oh, okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> so, I think uh, thinking on it a little bit more and and how to how to say it the way that I'd like to. I, I you you brought up comparing this to the death of Superman, and I think that when you look at how that final issue, Noah pointed out, like every page of that last issue leading up to Superman dying. The whole issue is a splash page. 
one giant mm-hmm. momentous moment after moment after moment. And this one is not told. It. It's still cut up in, you know, five panel pages, six panel pages. Mm-hmm. Every now and then you get like a big like half splash page and everything. But there just seems to be a lack of impact maybe is the way. Like it just, it seems. I felt like the buildup was more for this one. There was more buildup to this than Death of Superman. Mm-hmm. But then the actual climax issue was a bit of a letdown for me. Um, I'm not saying it had to be splash pages. I maybe it's just because we built it up so much on this podcast, and right. but like I don't know. Maybe it's just because I've known what's happening the whole time, and I've read this before once back in the day. But like I don't know. So he doesn't kill him. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. So what do you? So he doesn't kill him, and I think that's very. You know, I think, Ben, what you're saying, and I agree with a lot of it, and I was reading it, and I was like, okay, Batman is not putting up a fight. He's not doing anything to defend himself. This is like an unknown guy that we doesn't have an established, really, like, history with Batman uh, is kind of like, you know, and I, I, I like how in the next issue it's addressed, and that, and that kind of was some redeeming characteristics later. Um, but you've got a guy that's like, you know, it says it's Bane from the beginning. And I'm like, well, how much of the beginning are we talking about? Like, how far back? The beginning of Nightfall? Is it further back than that, that he's orchestrating things? How, you know, how far back are we talking about that Bane is orchestrating stuff? Uh, just the season? Or is it, you know, a while ago? If it's a while ago, then, you know, maybe we, I don't know, could have had other hints or something. But yeah, he doesn't kill him. So... Batman says, I feel feel so bad I want to die. I gave all my all a long time ago, and what's left isn't enough. And now it's like time to send him back to hell, or whatever he says. And then I like how Bane says, death will only end your agony and silence your shame. Instead, I will simply break you. And he doesn't kill him instead. And I thought that was more of like a testament to, you aren't even worth killing and dispatching to me, and that I'm going to leave you uh, it's like from Princess Bride. It's like when the when Dread Pirate mm. Roberts is laying on the bed, and you have this this stupid Prince Humperdinck comes in, and they and, <laughs> you know he wants him to stand and battle to the pain or whatever, and he's just like, no, I'll let you wallow in freakish misery. Uh, that's kind of like what Bane is uh, yeah. going to leave Batman to do here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, pure reference. I love it. <laughs> well, and I think I that... Totally, I totally buy it, but yeah, do not expect that one. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't either. It just came to me right now. I, I think looking on it uh, now and reading everything and reading it slowly like we've been reading and discussing it in pieces, like I've really come to appreciate that, yes, Bane takes down Batman when Batman is at his weakest. It doesn't prove that Bane is physically better than Batman. But that's not what Bane ever set out to do. He set out to destroy Batman. Not to kill him, not to mutilate him, not to embarrass him. He meant to take him apart down to his core and leave him as nothing. And that's the only way that you can actually beat Batman. You You could shoot Batman, you can break his bones, you can take away his sidekicks... But if you do all of those things and you still prove that he's not enough, that's how you actually 
defeat Batman. That's the only, like, take out his ego is the only way to actually bring him down. And that's what Bane is able to do during all of this. Like, Batman has always been able to rise above and rise to the challenge, but Bane has proven that there is a water level that Batman can't swim out. Because his body's been broken before. He is just human. So, so Aaron, this is the first time you've read it, and you you kind of said that you, uh, and and I correct, that you weren't, like, overly impressed with this final climax, or... Uh, I, I, I enjoyed it. I, and we're not at reviews, but it doesn't really matter. I mean, I, I liked it. I think, um, there are parts where, like you said, the fight sequence, it's like, I wish Batman had put up more of a fight. I wish he wasn't at the point where he wasn't doing anything. It was kind of like, okay, you're just beating up on some poor old man who's like half dead anyway. <laughs> and he's not going to have anyone to defend himself. Like, it might as well have been Alfred at that right, point. You like... could have just beat up the butler, which you already <laughs> did, dude. Like, you know, okay. And, you know, I, and I wrote down, like, Bane taking out Batman is it downgrading the other villains. Is Bane now moving himself to the top of that pyramid and then, then I'm thinking about it, and I was like, no, he hasn't earned it. He did orchestrate a lot of these things, but, but there are variables there that he can't control on whether or not Batman's actually going to pursue things or whether Batman's going to listen to his team. or and Right, if Batman from... had used his resources, they wouldn't have been, he wouldn't have been that weak at the end. Right, and so I, I feel like that's why I'm saying last week that you know, Bane, yes, he's behind a lot of it, but I can't say that Bane is behind 100% of it because Batman or Bruce is responsible for his own choices. There are a million things that we have talked about in this season that Bruce should have done differently. Every week we've said, mm-hmm. Bruce, yes, should have done this. Or, Bruce, hey, did you realize these 25 people over here could use your help? Hey, Bruce, you could have actually <laughs> used the Huntress for something, even though in the last episode we didn't even talk about her, which is sad because page. nobody talks about her and acknowledges her whatsoever. So I, I almost did. I actually... <laughs> Aaron, I thought, you, I thought you were actually going to, because when I was talking about Renee Montoya, you started to transition, and then Jake Roy said something, and then you... It, like it's it shifted, but I thought you were going to bring up the hunters about strong females, and so I didn't. And then you talked about something else. But well, um, if we're no, bringing up strong point. females, I'm not bringing up the hunters because nobody knows who she is. <laughs> no, I do think I think I think it's important that she was there for that page, and I think it was important that right. we're seeing what we're seeing because because now that Batman is quote unquote broken, like somebody has to take care of Gotham, and obviously right. there's been a build up to what that's going to look like. But I feel like that's what the rest of the season is going to be. Prediction, prediction. Um, well, I want to talk so, a little bit about why this story was done. Why why we needed Nightfall. And story, the story was written because Death of Superman made so much money. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's let's. I mean, I'm not joking. I, I think <laughs> you're absolutely right, uh, and they had to do something with Batman. But how do you tell the death of Batman story? Uh, it's 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 killing a human. Like, there's no way to bring him back. Like, we know when humans die, they're dead. Right. And mm-hmm. well, that's not true for right. any comic book characters. But it's, I get what you're saying. Yes, it's harder to bring Batman back than it would be to bring Superman back. Yes. 
Right. Um, looking back on this and reading it today, or reading it whenever I read it, <laughs> um, there I wrote down uh, lines. Th- through the whole issue, there's a narrative going on, and it's Batman thinking on why this is happening to him. And I think if you if you take snit- snippets of it and you put them together like I did here, you kind of hear what the creative team around Batman knew about their character and what they wanted to do with him and why this was a uh, an eventual reset for this character. So if you guys don't mind, I, I was going to read a little bit here. Uh, so sure. these are little excerpts from the narrative. I got to go to the bathroom anyways. So keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Too many masks. I'm just kidding. I'll listen, Jake. I'm, I'm just teasing. All right. Too many masks. Too much violence, a wick burned from both ends, lurching through vertigo, everything too bright and glittery even in the dark, scarred from a thousand cuts, overwhelming odds, racing for death my whole life, panic of helplessness, no rest, urge to strike back, futile, impossible dream, hopeless horror of madness, too much to fight, pride leads to fall, blessed relief of ending, what's left isn't enough. If you pull all that together and you look at like, they they are realizing at this point in time, the 60 years of Batman history, 50 years, whatever it was. And they know that all the things that this character has gone through had to lead to an eventual climax where he wasn't going to be enough. And you had Joker kill one of the Robins you have Joker disable Batgirl. You have Joker humiliate Gordon. We all know Joker is the greatest villain. So who could be the one to take down Batman? I think you had to... And the way that comic books are changing right now in the 90s, you had to introduce a new threat. You had to show that there there is new blood. And if this mm-hmm. is the way that comics are headed, this is what's mm-hmm. in store for Batman. And... If Batman is able to survive this, if there's going to be a character after this moment, it's going to be something completely different because what came before could not survive all of that up to this point. Mm, okay, I think that's fair. No, I think I, I think that's fair, and I, I I get you know where the comic people have to go, and they have to you know Ben. I I totally agree that it's very reminiscent of Death of Superman and. And I think they were trying to do something similar. And, you know, I get what you're saying, Jake. And I think there's definitely, you know, the, I don't know, the the relationship between that and they're introducing the new character. And I get that. They kind of did that with Doomsday as well. Um, so I think, you know, if you're, if you're saying this is where it's going, then that makes sense. Um, so I guess we'll have to see if Bruce is still around in, uh, in a few episodes or, or what. So. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the build-up to this. Like, all the Nightfall leading up to this issue, I enjoyed more than Death of Superman. But the actual, like, big uh, issue, I enjoyed the Superman one more than this one, if that makes uh-huh. sense. And it's, so, well, what I, I did really like, what I did really like is the second issue that we read for this episode. The first mm-hmm. issue post the breaking well, let, uh, let's all let's take a issue. quick break, what? <laughs> and uh, uh-huh. <laughs> see what I did there. 
And uh, I'm going to remake my drink, and then we'll talk about the second half of this uh, episode. <laughs> so the second issue we read is the follow-up. We get Bane throwing Batman's bloody body down a bunch of buildings. Um, if you didn't want to kill him, Bane, maybe you shouldn't chuck him off a building because he still could have died. <laughs> 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 Can you imagine yeah. that's how he dies? It's the fall off the building after <sighs> getting in that piece. His right, I mean, it was twisted, like shattered off, like spine just like goes up into his lungs <laughs> and he dies from... Bouncing! <laughs> <laughs> Well, and there's the page where he, the 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 page spread that he's laying there, and you get all these people staring around at him as he's laying there, and you get some people, this dude smoking a cigarette, kind of smirking, this woman crying, this little kid in a yellow sweater with this crazy look on his face, and like a dude in a Gotham Bowls looks like Wesley Snipes. Like, uh, like, <laughs> yeah, sitting people on the would ground. not all be hanging out together. Like, there's no reason for all those people to be in the same scene. <laughs> yeah, it's a very eclectic group of people on the streets of Gotham in the middle of the night. Like, why is this, why is this three year old in the middle of the night in Gotham? Uh, the opening page of this issue just, and I feel so bad because I, I want to respect everybody's art and everything, but like, the opening page made me want. Graham Nolan to have drawn the last issue, right? Like this has the drama and the gravitas of of what oh, I wanted. That was beautiful. Yeah, he's <laughs> standing on the rooftop with the neon lights behind him in Gotham City. So you you now realize that Bane, after snapping Batman's back over his knee, has now dragged and driven his body across out of Wayne Manor across town, you know, because Wayne Manor's up in like the the rich part, and he drives him downtown, climbs up to the top of a building, and hoists his body over his head before tossing it down into the masses. Do you think when Bane threw him in the back of his vehicle, he put his seatbelt on him just to make sure he was safe? <laughs> no, no, I we want you to make it die. to the city. <laughs> Oh, the, the, the panels have been bouncing off the, the different buildings. <laughs> yeah, With all of that being said, this issue was honestly, I think, my favorite issue of the season so far. and has me very excited to keep going because I've never read, like, the only stuff I've read after this related to the Nightfall story at all are the Robin issues. So I've never read any of this versus the actual Nightfall trade that we just finished. So I was very excited to like see where it goes. And I thought where the last issue just dealt with Batman and Bane, this one really gets into all of the supporting cast. Oh, and yeah. everyone has a good moment. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah, so you have Alfred and Tim and John Paul show up in the as the ambulance and the EMS team and and they're the ones that are able to take Batman away and I love how they, they get him into the ambulance and they take him away. And you get Gordon's pissed and he starts yelling at Bullock and he yells at Montoya and then one of them is like, Hey, did you ever think that it could have been his friends that took him? And then Gordon's like Oh yeah, maybe it was them. <laughs> uh, but just the the look on Gordon's face, like it's he's lost all hope at that moment, and then it's that mm-hmm. little shine, and it was drawn so well. He's like, oh well, yeah, that could be, and that that would be great if that happened. <laughs> 
But right. I love how like yeah, everyone's getting intense. Yeah, yeah, it is a great Batman family story. You know, Bruce does not have a lot to say this issue. <laughs> Uh, no, he's pretty quiet. <laughs> but, but the rest of them have a lot to do, and, and it all shows their characterization. Like, Alfred shows up in disguise. Like, you know, he's still the theater version and everything. He's got makeup and a disguise on, but his head's bandaged up. He just got <laughs> clocked by Bane an hour ago, and he's now <laughs> risen to, you know, be the one that's calling the shots. Like, Tim is uh-huh. Tim is scared. Tim is calling... For them to go to the hospital and take him to see a real doctor, and Alfred's like, "No, you you can't do this." And Aaron, I think you pointed out Alfred's uh-huh. reasoning before of why they they couldn't take him to a hospital. Right? Yeah. He it would if you saved Bruce Wayne, you would destroy the Batman, and the only life that Bruce cares about is Batman. Yeah. So, so even if he dies during this, and they keep the identity secret, then that's what. Bruce would actually want. Oh shit, I lost the call. All right, dear listeners, uh, this is just Jake, so I'm going to keep talking about Nightfall because my brothers don't know shit and I'm the smartest brother. Uh, Bane is awesome, Aaron's dumb, and Ben's an idiot. Hey guys, I don't know what happened there. All right, we still recording? We are. Yeah, I never stopped it. All right, okay. I don't know where we were. Yes, we were talking about the Bat family. Oh, yeah, the Bat family. So everybody's freaking the hell out, and Alfred's like, no, we got to go back to the Bat cave. And John Paul's just like, where do you guys want me to go, guys? I feel like he's got his little uh, copy man hat on at that point as the chauffeur. He's taking over Alfred's role. Yeah, John Paul in this. John Paul in everything we've read so far, I'm still very curious about his role. I feel like he's still like the new guy, and he still Mm -hmm. hasn't really proven himself to me. Like, I feel like Huntress has, like, done more and tried harder <laughs> and wants Batman's approval. And John Paul's just like, do, do, do. Yeah, shut up, Aaron. Huntress, <laughs> don't be sexist. And John Paul, <laughs> John Paul is just like, cut my hair, Robin. Like, <laughs> I'll drive you around. It's just bizarre. It's, I don't just like him, but I also, we joked about not remembering Huntress. I actually don't remember John Paul. If I didn't uh-huh. know where this was going, I literally wouldn't care about him. Right. So that's me and my my taste level. No, I get it. Good. What, good and I think level. as we get uh, it as we nah. get deeper and deeper, it's going to be a a conversation that we will get much further into, and and the the, mm-hmm. s- the strengths and the follies of of Jean Paul Valley. <laughs> uh, but we'll get there. Right now, he's just a chauffeur, and. Uh, He's got nice short hair now, so that's good, right? So, Jean-Paul and Robin get the medicine um, with the help of Gordon, Bullock, Renee, Alfred. Literally, all of those people do something that leads to Batman getting his little medicine. That is, like, the only hope, and the issue ends Mm -hmm. with the waiting. We need to talk about the villains that make little cameos in this. Yes, yes. So we have uh, the Joker and Scarecrow who yeah, start, are... Yeah, start with them. <laughs> we'll start with the minor ones, Ben, and then we'll get to the main The, main the minor ones! <laughs> so Joker and Scarecrow's little uh, love bosom buddies TV show is uh, being canceled after a very short run. Um, <laughs> it was on Netflix, that's what happened. <laughs> right, right, I was going to say Netflix. 
it was a Netflix original. It's a, it's over. We, uh, we knew this had to happen. Right. <laughs> well, just when it was getting good. So, so one, the one line that kind of, um, and when I was talking earlier in this and last episode about my thoughts on Bane and, and you know, whatever, there's one line that kind of redeems a little bit. And that's Joker is like making a line of how ironic that a rookie took down Batman. And I'm like, okay, it's got to be acknowledged by somebody besides, you know, the readers that this new guy is coming in and destroying Batman. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I liked that it was Joker who can is see the only the irony, person, sees yeah. the humor. And in he's everything. the only person so that I, deserves to do it, right? Like, right. And so I thought that was great. And Scarecrow is not happy with Joker. So he tries to get the gas to work on him. And we had Joker, you know, saying before, try the gas on me, you know, go for it. And Joker starts faking it, and then it has zero effect. And he just starts pummeling Scarecrow. And I was very disappointed for you, Ben, that there was no crane dancing. That was really sad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Scarecrow was very much uh, like Batman in here and didn't put up much of a fight. He got uh, beat down with a chair. Like, Joker, <laughs> I was like, dang, Scarecrow's going to get killed. I, I'm glad the payoff happened, though. I'm glad the Joker finally got killed. Uh, fear gas because that was a build up for quite a while. Their whole little right. teamwork that was alluded to. Yeah, <laughs> a scarecrow's just staring at his little gas ejector, like I, I don't understand what happened, and and then a chair upside the head. <laughs> and if <laughs> after the beatdown that Joker got, if he has enough strength to beat up Scarecrow, like that's you know he's <laughs> he's not very uh, intimidating. So no, not at all. He wasn't dancing. What did you guys think of Joker's two little band-aids on his face after the beating from Batman? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, uh, continuity. Totally. So, so the then, most important part of this issue, Aaron, <laughs> I yeah. knew this was coming. I'm sure you, I don't know if you expected this. What did you think of dear ventriloquist and his two, um, <laughs> his two uh, I loved it. I, I loved it. And it, it, it was, Sacco and Scarface arguing over who has the right to be there, who is the one that the ventriloquist should be working with. Uh, and then they both end up pointing a gun at each other, and Arnold is in between them, and he's like, no, guys, no, stop. And they shoot at each other, and they end up shooting Arnold in the hand. Both of them are injured and laying there. And you get a guy that like comes up to the door and peers in, and you just have Arnold and the two puppets laying there. And it just leaves us hanging, Jake. It leaves us hanging on which puppet is going to rise victorious. Is it Scarface, who was born from the crypt and the hangman's noose and the tomb? Or is it going to be Arnold the Dirty Sock? Which is going to rise victorious in the masses and take over? So I'm hoping that... Or or they're both dead. (laughs) (laughs) And Wesker bleeds out on the floor of the dirty hotel. (laughs) No, no. That can't happen. They have to rise. (laughs) Don't worry. The the police officer puppet will come and help them. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think he's incarcerated for shooting the uh, traffic Oh. Aaron, did you see that coming? And what, like, how happy were you? Oh, that was great. I was seriously disappointed that I was like, 
please don't be dead. No, I don't want <laughs> the 3DS don't be to be dead. Aaron starts crying. <laughs> the first tear Aaron has shed I since just... his children were born is over the death of Sako and Scarface. <laughs> yes, Aaron said the three of you. <laughs> moment that I knew was coming. I didn't know when, and I honestly don't know what happened after it. <laughs> but, but I knew, and Jake had even told me, like, another pitch Jake made trying to get me interested in Nightfall. He was like, the ventriloquist. <laughs> he has two puppets and they shoot each other. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's it's not just oh, one God. bullet that each fires. If you read the page, it's bratta bratta, blam 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 blam. <laughs> Oh, yes. There's gun holes all over this room. (laughs) Like his left and his right hand could not aim at each other, so they had a gun fight. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Because once he got hit once, you know that he was like in shock and just turned his arms around. moments of nightfall but this is the one i mean this is like tattoo worthy <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> well it's also it's just so bizarre like honestly it's it, he's been around since the beginning of nightfall doing his own adventure like he had one interaction with batman at the very beginning but other than that he's just been like a page here a page there and i'm like what is this building to is it literally just Are these the Chuck Dixon stories? Is he in the Chuck Dixon ones or is he throughout all of them? It's just an ongoing joke. And I'm like, is it going to like lead to like something actually happening with him or is it just to make us laugh? And I think it's just Chuck just like amusing himself with these (laughs) characters that he has freedom to. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what's great about it. He can do that. And it's funny. Well, I was trying you know, to find like, some kind of symbolism. Like, what does this mean? Like, is there something that we can read? Jake, you're digging too deep. Well, no, I, I tried for a moment. I'm just like, no, like, it's just a perfect moment inside Gotham. Like, the bonker shit that happens in Gotham City. And, like, there's no better moment. I will moment. say, it, it, it's, showing, it's showing that there's still repercussions and that there's still people free from the mess. Like, the mm-hmm. mess isn't cleaned up. It's not like Batman stopped everyone. He didn't you know, win before Bane decided. It's right. not, <laughs> yes, it's like Bane is ruling Gotham or whatever. Batman's out of the picture. But there are still wackadies out there. So I think that was the actual point. But it was hilarious. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well I mean, there might be three less wackadies since they all shot myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, any final thoughts on these books, guys? But let me ask you something. What do you think of this? Say it's all right. That was it's terrible. Right. Horrendous. I'm offended. I'm it's appalled. Right. That was awesome. Right. Yes. Yes. No! I'll go first. Uh, you should I'll go, go ahead. So obviously this is one of my favorite uh, Batman stories. This is the big action moment of the story it changes mm-hmm. batman it's not just a moment that's like really tough that batman's gonna have to get through 
this was a, a defining moment where the writers and the creators said, we are going to change our character. We are going to keep our readers guessing about what those changes right. are going to be after this. And I really like how they handled it. Um, I think there are some unfortunate qualities of the story because of the time that it was done in. You know, we, we didn't have Jim Lee doing art back then. We didn't have these... these I feel like that's an attack at my favorite Batman story, but go ahead. <laughs> we we didn't necessarily have maybe the the gravitas that we want to the story, but I think there is no um, no way that you can argue against the weight of this moment in Batman's mm-hmm. history, and it's it's an enjoyable read. I absolutely recommend all the way up through. Uh, so if you read the the Batman Nightfall trade, it ends with the breaking of Batman. But I really, really suggest that you get in the first issue of what the um, the Night Quest trade, although it's not Night's Quest yet. Um, you really read 664. Mine is still Nightfall, Volume 2. Yeah, they've redone it. So, yeah, so Nightfall, Volume 2, or the old printing of Night Quest, or just find Detective 664, because I think... That one really drives home what Gotham is feeling at the end of Batman's reign. Mm-hmm. Ben, I, I I agree, Jake. It's really important. Blah blah blah. I did <laughs> I did enjoy it. I, I I'm being I'm being flase da, but I, I I did enjoy both of the books. Um, yeah, it's a good season. I I haven't read anything this season that I'm like that's trash. We shouldn't read it. Which uh, you know. That's my that's my thing that I say. Um, I really liked the second one. I'm super excited for quote unquote Night Quest or part two of Nightfall Saga, especially because I haven't read any of that. So after Scarface got shot up, I know the gist of where it's heading, but I don't know any details. So I'm I'm excited to keep going. Well, I, I would agree with both of you, although I feel like the Bane and Batman story is secondary and this series could have been called Sockfall. And so I'm gonna campaign <laughs> for it to be renamed Sockfall um, with Joker and Scarecrow as, like, the B-plot. Um, so if you are a fan of, like, villains, read, uh, continue reading. The minor stories are awesome, like the Bane and Batman story. Uh, but if you're following along for, like, Arnold and the ongoing drama of Sacco, uh, you know, it's, it's going to continue, hopefully. So hang in there. Uh, no, uh, but no, I, I enjoy. I enjoyed uh, hearing it. I'm looking forward to seeing what's next. All right, well, Aaron, I'm gonna take these. I'm gonna take these books to the copy machine and make you your own little version of Sockfall. That's just the Arnold storyline. <laughs> you, you both know you would buy it if there was a Sockfall trade paperback. <laughs> I absolutely yeah. would. Yes, I wanna. I want. <laughs> I definitely want a, a whole page spread of Bane tossing a dirty sock off a rooftop and watching it bounce off of awnings and windowsills and fire escapes all the way down to the street. And then the sock. Well, and I envision, I, I envision Jake him there. tossing the sock. I envision him tossing the sock, and then you have Arnold like standing next to Bane, looking down at the street and seeing the sock on the ground, and then looking over at Bane and Bane looking over at Arnold, and then Bane nods his head and points to the ground, and then Arnold jumps off the roof and joins Doc. <laughs> and but, um, Scarface screams on the no, way down, you will happen. scream my name. <laughs> anyway, what's next, Jake? 
<laughs> if you guys are reading along with us, which I highly recommend, because otherwise this makes no sense, we are actually it going. Anyway. <laughs> we're actually going to start to uh, kind of jump around, not back and forth, but we're going to skip a couple things in the Nightfall series. Um, we're going to read Batman uh, four ninety eight, Detective Comics six sixty five, and Batman four ninety nine. This actually skips um, the subtitled Nightfall issue 13, 14, 16, 17, and 18. Um, we'll discuss uh. why we are recording, why we skipped those, but it should be pretty evident when you read them. So we're going to call this uh, Nightfall next part, or is this going to be Night Quest? It's still Nightfall. All right. Sounds good. So, Aaron, this is Jake's first opportunity to mess up the timeline, is what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing, too. Let's. Let's be ready to call him on that, Ben. I'm excited. I'm excited. We haven't gotten to hardly for at all right now. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty hard to <laughs> fuck it up when you just have a big giant book to read through. <laughs> now you're going to read the next two issues. Nope, nope. The next three issues. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What did we learn, Aaron? Oh, you didn't screw up either. Uh, wait, 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 wait! Is that two in a row? Ben's known what to do before we exit the episode. I know. I, it's actually like four episodes in a row which is like a record i think so oh it's easily yeah. a record like one episode is a record <laughs> i just want to go watch the clip of me on the news again that's all uh, fair enough. i really, I really hope the clip of you on the news is you sitting in a trash playing with a dirty gym sock <laughs> <laughs> i'm not recycling am i then <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Sako, you're not recycling. <laughs> this can't be recycling. This should be reused. <laughs> That's awesome. Anyway, what's that tin um, can? Yes, you are recycling quality five. <laughs> All right, Aaron. What we learn? It's that time again. To do another one of our cute little skits. No, it's time to learn the day's lesson. And to find out what it is, we turn to the Wheel of Batman. Wheel of Batman. Turn, turn, turn. Tell us the lesson that we should learn. Well, Ben, hippos are a real threat. <laughs> you, better, you, you better watch your marbles and your nuts. Oh, my God. Could you imagine if uh, the ventriloquist got a hippo He's the unstoppable. <laughs> <He> unstoppable. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, shit. For the better, for the Batman, I am the hippo wonder of Gotham <laughs> I'm Aaron. I'm the oldest out of us. I'm going to clean this up, and I'm going to go look for some fox. <laughs> And I am Jake. I'm the middle brother. I'm a hungry, hungry hippo. <laughs> Bye. Oats of bitters, plants, this city's world.